It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get into me, you know, because you're like, bro, you're. Quarterback, how come you don't have any passing touchdowns? Uh, you have four interceptions. I mean, I'm throwing the ball, but uh, just not getting in the end zone. So uh, it was affecting me a little bit, but now I'm just like, okay, it's football. You know, it's going to come. I just got to let it come to me. I can't try to force it. Just got to let the game be the game. That is struggling. Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson talking about whether it has bothered him that he has zero touchdown passes this season. Uh, I don't know who asked that question, but it might have been our next guest, our UF insider, Edgar Thompson, my colleague at the Orlando Sentinel. You can read all about the Gators with excellent Gator coverage at OrlandoSentinel.com. In fact, I'm at OrlandoSentinel.com right now. You have Edgar Thompson's analysis questions for the number 20 Gators entering the visit to number 11, Tennessee. You also have Edgar's podcast up about the Gators. Florida, Tennessee week arrives with balance of power shifting in longtime rivalry. You can go listen to that as well over LandoSentinel.com. Edgar, how are you? Eight minutes there might be enough for fans, but... Please go listen. Yes, uh, that was by my that was by my uh, sidekick Mark Long on the podcast. Asked the question about because he went back to 1979 and even the 0 10 and one season, Mike, and mm-hmm. they didn't go a stretch of three games that season. They didn't start the season with uh, touchdowns and three passing touchdowns in three games. That's what he was researching: is have the Gators ever had a stretch without a touchdown pass for three games. Have they? So it's per, I, he doesn't know. We can't figure it out. But it, mm. it's been a long time. I mean, we're, you know, we might be going back to the leather helmet days. Um, <clears throat> who knows? Maybe not quite, but it, it, it's been long enough that nobody remembers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not good when a quarterback has more tackles than touchdown passes, certainly. Uh, obviously, Anthony Richardson, um, again, you, you root for the guy because he, he is so thoughtful. He is accountable, all of that. But, um, you know, you you asked Billy Napier this question, and, and I, you asked Anthony Richardson this question, and I wrote a column about it today. I think the guy needs to start running more. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking away half of his arsenal when you're playing careful and not letting him run the football. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. I just I see a couple of issues potentially, and the one you did mention in your column this morning is there's no one behind him. Now I don't know who's behind Plumley. I mean, he beat someone out. I don't even I don't know the quarterback situation in mm-hmm. depth at UCF, but fully. But you know, Tim Tebow when he had the Heisman year, I think when Cam Newton, the first year freshman, that's a pretty good guy behind you. Uh, you know, in 06, 
he was kind of coming in for a leak. I don't know who the backup in 08 was. Then Cam had been jettisoned at that point. I'm not sure. I wasn't here. But, you know, so he was a fearless runner. I just think that was kind of just his mentality, though, man, because you did bring up him, number, another number 15, or the first number 15 uh, here. And it, it's, he had a ferocity about him that Anthony doesn't have, but there's more athleticism to Anthony. I mean, he's a great mm-hmm. athlete. You know, he's a great athlete playing quarterback at this point. Not saying he can't be a great quarterback either. I mean, the kid has played such little football at this level. And if you go back to Eastside, which is East Gainesville School he went to, he didn't have a lot of talent around him. He was a whole show. Don't think he had a bunch of, like, passing game coaches or he was traveling all around doing seven on sevens and academies. I don't think he had the resources for all that. So he's really still in a very embryonic stage of development as a passer. Cause he came here in 2020 during the COVID year. We were talking about this yesterday and he was going to get all this work with Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson is now coaching quarterbacks for the Philadelphia Eagles and say what you want about Dan and the way things ended. The guy has a track record coaching quarterbacks in superlative. So he missed out on a lot of instruction he was going to get that year. And then last year he comes in, he's Emory Jones' backup. That was just a given, pretty much, I believe, in mm-hmm. his mind and everyone else's. And it was played out that way, too. And was he preparing like a starter, so to speak? Was he doing all the little things? Now he's having to do all that stuff and study and do all these things process it's not easy very few can do it and he's struggling with it yeah um also uh in your analysis piece today you said is is it time for the gators and you know obviously we're talking about anthony richardson running the football but their running backs are pretty darn good is it time for the gators to just go all in on the running game i mean i think you live on the run you know, and you can control the football a little bit, especially this weekend, which was the first item I wrote about. Tennessee is a high-tempo team. They're running 78 plays a game. The Gators are running 59. They ran 48 last week. USF mm. ran 74. So control that football. Take, you know, take some clock off. Don't let Tennessee – they're quick strike. They might not need a ton of clock, especially against this defense the way it's playing right now without Ventrell Miller and the inexperience and some of the struggles there on defense. The secondary, though, is strong. It seems to be, or maybe, or, be, or the best part of that defense. And they do like to throw the football to balls. But to the point of the run game, Tre- Trevor Etienne looks like he's going to be a real special player, doesn't he? And, and Montreal yeah. Johnson is good. I mean, he's a hammer. So you got speed, you got the hammer in Montreal. Uh, he has some breakaway ability, obviously, 62-yard touchdown the other night. And Naquan Wright, let's not forget, I mean, he was going to be the lead back on this, on this group of, of this trio. And then you got a little Richardson thrown in there. Now, I don't know how you do it. Are you just Is he going to hold up in the SEC? I mean, in fairness, Plumlee did all that against FAU the other night, which Andy Richardson had a pretty good game against FAU, if you recall, last year. <laughs> good point. Good point. In, yeah. in his little spurts. I mean, a spurt. But it's like, God, if you start running like this against 
some of these SEC uh, teams, I mean, Texas A&M clearly has a very good defense. They play them on the road in November. They got Georgia. I mean, look, Georgia looks like incredible. You could get this kid hurt. Um, LSU's got talent. So I don't know. Um, and at Tennessee, I mean, you, you, but I think Anthony's, he's just got to rise to the occasion, man. He's got to put all the voices out of his head because he's got a lot outside voices from what you're hearing. He talks to Vernell Brown a lot, who's his mentor and his, you know, works um, in player development here, his high school coach. Um, he, Cedric Daniels, he talks with a lot. His mom's even pointing things out about how guys who've done a lot of interceptions early in their careers. And there's certainly been cases of those guys. Some of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game have had a lot of interception problems early in their career. Peyton Manning, for one. I think he threw 28 as a rookie. So guys, you know, do have these struggles early on and overcome them. I just don't know if he's the pure passer, you know, you need to be to excel at the position at the next level. If he ever will be that, I don't, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, time will tell. I mean, there's a lot of interesting storylines with this team for sure, though. Yeah, one of the interesting storylines is Florida has owned Tennessee over the last 15, 16 years, and now they're going up to Knoxville. They're going to be out for blood up there. Uh, If Josh Heupel has a chance, he'll try to score 100 points. On the Gators because that's what he that's what he does. How do you think the Gators, their struggling quarterback in this program, will react to that atmosphere? I mean, it's a big ask. It's going to be a hundred thousand plus. I even brought that up to Anthony. I said one ten because maybe they're maybe they've reduced capacity a touch there because I've seen crowds listed at one hundred nine something at nailing a few mm-hmm. times, right? Nailing a few times. And he's like, whoa, that's a big crowd. I mean, that's what you like about Anthony, though. He's an yeah. honest kid. Yeah. He speaks what he thinks. He's a good kid. I mean, he's a guy, he's the kind of guy, like you wrote the thing last week, and, and we all thought it that night when he came in after the performance against Kentucky. You can't not root for the guy. He's an honest, yeah. his answers are not player speak cliches. He speaks from the heart. So, but yes, it is going to be a tough environment. Heifel's got it run, up and running there, it appears. Now they've played one legitimate team. That was that pit and needed overtime to beat them. The Gators are definitely a step up from Ball State and Akron. I mean, mm-hmm. the Gators might be struggling a bit, but here's the thing. The offensive line of the Gators is probably the best unit on the team. They, it's pretty good. When's the last time we said that about Florida? It's been a long yeah. time. I can't even remember. So it's like maybe you just you go up there and you just get make it a backyard brawl, man, with these guys. You just turn, you know, you let them do their up I mean, you just you control that football. You try to grind out drives, and you and you just you know you got to go in there, man, and raise your game. And Anthony Richardson, more than anyone, he cannot go up there and be turning the football over and not producing anything. And he's averaging like less than five yards an attempt right now, and his completion percentage is, is woeful. And in th- four starts, I believe he has six um, interceptions and no touchdown passes if you include Georgia last year. I mean, stats don't matter. Stats are for losers. And at this point, he needs to forget all of that, okay? All that doesn't matter now. He's got to be play well, 
and focus on this game and come out and perform like we know he can. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in spurts. He's got ability, explosiveness, those wild plays. But he's got to be consistent, and that's the problem right now. I do give Billy Napier credit. Like, like I, I was watching the uh, the USF game on TV the other night, and when every time Anthony Richardson would make a bad read or a imprecise pass or throw an interception, Billy Napier. I mean, you know, I remember Spurrier would be throwing his visor and you know being in the face of his quarterback, but Billy Napier calmly talking to Anthony Richardson on the sideline, you know, this is what you need to do, very calm. So I, I sort of like Billy Napier's demeanor on the sideline. Yeah, we heard that before he got here, that he just never – he's unflappable. His appearance is unflappable on the sideline. I'd sure like to hook him up on some, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> Paul, you know, my, put some of those pads on him and check some of his vitals while these games are going on <laughs> and see if he's quite as calm inside as he looks. He is definitely a cool cucumber on the sideline and treats his players like men and with respect. And you got to respect that about Billy Napier. He's a very respectful individual to us, too. And I think that's, you know, it's carried a long way in life. And I think ultimately it's going to be a way that, you know, it's, it's his way. And it, I think the program is in good hands um, with this guy. I mean, the recruiting's picked up, but they're, you know, and, and just his whole attitude and organizational philosophy on everything. And I, I think there's all these good pieces, but there's got to be a little bit more maybe the play calling been a little suspect a few times and the second half man they have come out in the second half two times now utah and kentucky and the run game for the opponent has really gotten going and that's adjustment and then last week uh in the third quarter i think they had two three and outs and had an interception and been outscored now 24 nothing in the third quarter so those are some things billy has to improve on himself but he talks all the time about quality control and self-evaluation and all this stuff, and I don't think it's his words with this guy. So, you know, all of them are learning together right now, and we're going to find out, you know, this weekend um, how this program's evolving now four weeks in. And plus, Billy Napier, I, I, I don't think he had the hoodie on uh, Saturday night either. For the, I think that's the first yeah, time he's but- not worn the hoodie. Well, that's like Superman's cape for that guy, man. He is always in a hoodie. So maybe he needs the hoodie back. It's going to be a little it's going to be brisk in Tennessee. 49 degrees uh, on Saturday night. Now, that's not going to be as the game is going to be late at night, but it's going to be, a, you know, fallish up there. I mean, the hoodie will be appropriate, so he needs to get one out. Absolutely. Edgar Thompson, we always appreciate talking to you. We'll be reading your stuff this week, and we'll be reading your stuff from Rocky Top as well. Edgar Thompson of the Orlando Sentinel. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. See ya. Up next, Mark Daniels and the bridge. We have a lot to ask Mark next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.